Uh, we're going to talk about rugby with the Bulls CEO up next. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. Good evening, and let's take this opportunity to catch up with the new CEO at the Bulls, Mr. Edgar Rathbone, on his task at hand in trying to bring back the glory days in Atswane. Edgar, good evening, and thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM tonight. Uh, very good evening. Thanks for taking the time to chatting to me. Thanks, Edgar. Must have been good to see a rugby return last weekend. How was it for you? Yeah, look, as you say, it's fantastic to be back on the pitch. Uh, it was six long months of, of waiting and uh, and preparing, so it was just good to see the boys out there again. Still early days, but you must be encouraged by that victory over the Sharks. Yeah, look, I think it was it's a lot of positive media hype uh, during lockdown around the Bulls. Um, so it was important for, for us as the Vatican Bulls to come out this weekend and, and make some sort of statement. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a good start and it's something to build from. Talking about that media hype, Edgar, I'm sure you'd agree that the expectations will be high now after you brought in a Jake White who in turn signed a few players. Yeah, look, I mean, the expectation in, in Toronto is always high. Uh, we uh, we a city that don't don't like losing. Um, yeah, and obviously Jake is a is a serial winner, uh, so it's the right coach for for a city like like ours. So what's expected then of Jake White? What are the expectations? Look, uh, it's it, we need to bring back the glory days. It's um, it's the the reality is the Bulls brand is a strong one. Um, it's it's really not acceptable that. The last senior trophy that we won was 2010, so 10 years ago. Um, it's not acceptable for a brand like the Vatican Bulls. And as the CEO, then, what role do you play behind the scenes in making sure that Jake achieves his mandate or his goals or his targets? Look, I mean, it's, it's important that the head coach and CEO has a, has a fantastic working relationship. His, his job is, is obviously to coach the team and, and manage the squad. Uh, my job is to make sure we do it all within a budget and that the office operates at, a, at an optimal level. You know, there's, the team is just as good as, as the staff behind them, and, and luckily we've got fantastic staff at the Vatican Bulls. Is there a budget, though? Because a lot of people think he's got an open check with Patrice Mutsipa also coming in. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, uh, South African rugby operates on a salary cap, so there's definitely not an open checkbook, and it's a, it's a bit of a misconception that's, that's out in the market. You know, in the, in the time that we've been together now, um, We've actually let around 18 to 19 players go and only, only signed about 12, you know. So the net result is still, is still uh, positive on the budget. Um, so it's a bit of a mis- misconception out there. Mm. So there is, a, there is a cap. So you can only basically spend so much on transfers or new players. Correct, yeah. The salary cap in South Africa on, on, on the senior players is you've got a maximum of 60 million rand to spend and that's a maximum of 45 players. Mm. So it is, it is something to manage, you know, and, it's, and you need to work within those parameters. And there was a lot of fanfare last year when uh, Dr. Patrice Mutsipa bought a major stake in the Bulls. Uh, what exactly then is the role? Uh, what does Mr. Mutsipa bring to the Vodacom Blue Blues? Look, I think Mr. Mutsipa, together with, with Mr. Rupert, uh, is obviously a fantastic businessman, uh, fantastic South African that's got a passion not only for South Africa, but for rugby and sport. And, and, and to making a change in the country, you know. So, so for us, what that's brought is, is, is 
fantastic experience in the boardroom. Uh, we've got really great businessmen sitting on our board, and that makes the job of a CEO so much so much easier you know, if you've got that sort of experience behind you. And then does that automatically mean a partnership with Mamelodi Sundowns now? Look, I, I think it's inevitable. You know, we, we're two big brands in Tswane. Uh, it's, it's Mamelodi Sundowns will play, play most of their home games at, at Loftus Fairfield going mm-hmm. forward. Um, and, it's, and it's up to us to now, to now see how we can have these two brands working together and going forward and, and getting the fan bases uh, sort of merged into, into a really super brand between the two, two franchises. And what about you, Edgar? You were at the Lions. What convinced you that uh, if you make the move to the Bulls is the right move to go across the ESK? <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, so I spent about seven and a half years at the Lions. Uh, fantastic years. Learned from, from brilliant people there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think so in, in, in everybody's career, there's a, there's a time to move on, uh, time to, to stretch yourself, get a bit out of your comfort zone. Um, and again, I mean, the lure of, of working with great businessmen like our shareholders is obviously is a big one. And, and, and again, working with Jake White and taking this team from, from a really low base where they are and seeing if we can get them back to the heights they were is, is a great challenge and it's something I couldn't say no to. But was it tough to leave after seven years at the Lions? It's always tough. It's always tough. It's great friendships. Uh, and I must say, I mean, it's uh, so much respect for, for Altman Allers, the chairman there, and Rudolf Charlie, the, the CEO. Um, we really parted ways in, on, a, on a good foot. Um, and yeah, like I said, I can only, only thank them for what they've put into my career because I, I wouldn't have been here without it. And maybe for those not familiar with your background, can you just also tell us about your involvement in rugby administration? How and where did it start? Yeah, look, I, I grew up in the Eastern Cape, uh, all of my schooling, and then, then moved to Stellenbosch and came up to Joburg for, for articles at Deloitte, um, and was lucky enough to, straight out of articles, to start at the Lions in 2013 as, uh, as finance manager. So, yeah, lucky enough to pursue a dream directly out of, out of articles. Did you play? I did play a bit, yeah. I played a bit at Marty's and, and so, but uh, never never professional rugby, so I, I wouldn't put myself out there as, as, as a professional rugby player. And you went to, um, Somerset, you were from Somerset East, you went to Guild College? That's correct, yeah, that's correct. It's a fantastic little town and fantastic school, you know, I was very privileged to to be at Guild Primary and Guild College. We, uh, I mean, it's a school of about 300 kids, uh, we were we were 18 kids that were actually with uh, together from grade one all the way to matric. So it was a fantastic upbringing. I actually know that area very well. I didn't matriculate far from there. I was actually in Bedford at Templeton High School. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh Templeton, fantastic! Yeah. yeah, no, we played a few games against Templeton. Yeah. Yes, they, we did. Uh, we they, did. Had, they had quite a proper cricket team. <laughs> yes, and we had a very decent rugby team also. So yeah, yeah great, yeah, great no, stuff. You were, small world. It was, it was competitive. It was fantastic, fantastic area to grow up. Yeah, and um, we've already got a voice note here for the new CEO at the Blue Bulls, Mr. Edgar Rathbone. Let's just take it. Uh, good evening, Tabiso, and your guests. Uh, Tabiso, I think I think you asked one of the questions that I was going to ask. Why make the move? from the lions to to the bulls because remember the lions i think made two finals under his watch of a, a super rugby and 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 it was it was it was a, a successful um you know team so i was very surprised when he made the move um 
secondly, I'm going to ask him regarding the, the upcoming um, rugby, rugby, rugby matches. Um, what does he think of uh, of the Bulls' chances? And and lastly, doesn't he think it's strange that our government allows people to go to taverns and shippings and, 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 and more people at funerals and have the capacity in churches and others, but in sport where it's easy to to to, to do this um, to maintain social distance, but then sport it's still no fans. Okay, thanks for that, Jose. I think we've touched on two of those questions there. Uh, you sent the voice note when we started our conversation. But the one about the fans we didn't touch on, Edgar, how do you feel about mm. fans still not being allowed at the stadium because the sporting community is not happy with this? Yeah, look, I mean, there, there must be very good reasons for it. Uh, I've actually, for tomorrow is National Recreational Day. Mm. Uh, so I'll be training with the Minister of Sport tomorrow morning. So <laughs> I might have to ask him that question tomorrow morning. <laughs> okay by the way we were also told juicy by the boxing community that there could also there's also hope that fans will be allowed to return soon i know they'll also be meeting with the minister very soon and then edgar as we wrap up i mean at just 34 you are a ceo are you surprised at how quickly things have gone for you and what are your ambitions yeah look i mean i'm, I'm very fortunate to have been given this opportunity uh, quite early in my career um, I, I don't want to look too far, far ahead in the future. I think we've got a we've got a big job ahead of us, as I said, to take the Vodacom Bulls back to to where they deserve to be, um, and that's really the only thing I'm focusing on. You know, um, and that's the commitment I've got from from Jake White as well that we'll we'll let's we'll we'll serve out our tenure and and and, uh, and hopefully take us to to the heights we deserve. There's a message here from a well-known administrator in football who says, top guy you have there in studio, Bright Oak, great attitude, the new layer of leadership in SA Sport. Uh, on that note, because you're so young, Edgar, are you expected to bring in a new vision and just new ideas and just freshen things up a little bit? We have to. We have to. We have to bring something new for the fans. You know, I've got a philosophy that we can rather try 100 things and if we do 20 of those things, Right, we've we've moved forward. You know, you can you can fail, but as long as you do a few things right, you're moving forward rather than doing nothing. You know, so we can uh, we can our fans can definitely uh, expect a few new things, and we're going to try things. And like I said, if we succeed with 20% of them, that's that's already a result. Okay, by the way, that message was from the PSL's Lukola September Lux there. We're going to take a quick break, Edgar. We've got another voice note and a voice note, and then we'll wrap up our conversation. Arts Alive 2020 brings you a virtual concert as we pay tribute to South African legends of music. A double bill concert on the 2nd of October from 8pm to 9pm featuring the internationally acclaimed jazz pianist Nduduzo Makatin and the multi-talented Tandiswa Mazwai in a virtual concert on www.artsalive.jobek. Catch the online tribute to the legends on the 2nd of October. Hashtag Arts Alive. Jobek is free. Brought to you by the city of Jobek, a world-class African city. Let's have the conversation. WhatsApp voice notes on 0614-104-107. Okay, let's just take one more voice note for our guest, Edgar Rathbone, uh, the CEO of the Vodacom Blue Bulls. Evening, TT, and all the SFM listeners. I hope you're well. Um, I just wanted to ask in regards to with the disillusionment, uh, with the dissolution of the Super 14, 
um, was there any consideration for like the SA teams or I'll just make it fair for uh, your guest to speak on behalf of the Bulls. Was there any um, consideration uh, to go to the Aviva Premiership instead of the Pro 14 or and another thing is uh, can we expect to see um, like more domestic competitions uh, and like more Craven Weeks around the country and uh, more recruitment camps uh, from the Bulls specifically because so far as I remember like uh, uh, Limpopo like yo that's like Bulls people talk about Pretoria being Bulls uh, territory but Limpopo's Bulls territory anyway thank you for the great show Yes, that's actually, that's actually a, a good one, that partnership with the Bulls and how they embraced Limpopo there. Uh, Edgar, Great. just on that on that note, do you want to respond to that? Yeah, look, I mean, he's 100% correct. And Limpopo is a big part of, of, of the Bulls family. Uh, Limpopo Blue Bulls actually form part of our, our union, and, yes. and we administer that. Um, the school systems all fall under... All for all under our administration. It's a it's a big part of Bull DNA. It is there's massive talent in in Limpopo, and it's as he says, it's up to us to get into that area and and really really uh, represent the Bulls uh, brand there. You know, uh, I think in terms of of competitions going forward, uh, we touched on it. I think mm-hmm. that's that's on the horizon that that uh, the bigger unions play play a few more games at, at the smaller union venues, whether it's Griffins, whether it's Guerlant, whether it's Peter Macabre Stadium. You know, we, we need to get out to, to the countryside and, and play matches there. People want to see the big franchises play there. And it's our responsibility to, to give that to them. And then the other question was about, we saw, we had a couple of days ago that uh, Saru had voted for the teams to join the Pro Rugby Tournament, the Pro 14 Tournament. He wanted to know if there was mm. consideration to join the Aviva Premiership. How do those talks, how do you go about those talks? Do you ever say, or does the does Saru uh, decide? Yeah, look, it's, it's all governed by, by Saru, and there's, a, there's obviously a vote from, from the franchises or unions on that. Um, Look, I think it, it would have been a challenge to join the Viva Premiership purely because it's a it's a it's a English competition uh, where I mean we wouldn't allow a foreign team playing in the Curry Cup, for instance. You know where where uh, the Pro 14 or Pro Rugby is a multinational competition, so it's, uh, access into that would be a bit less complicated than than a than a pure uh, one country based competition. Do you expect this move to the Pro 14 just to change the landscape of professional rugby? And why is the Pro 14 more appealing? Look, I mean, uh, it's obviously less travel, better time zones for our fans. Um, it's a new market that, that we need to explore. You know, there's, um, I, I think it'll be very beneficial for South African rugby as a whole. I think it'll develop our game, uh, playing in those conditions more often. Uh, but, but the benefit is that the Springboks will still play in the rugby championship for the foreseeable future. You know? So uh, I think it's best of both worlds for us right now. Um, yeah, and we're very excited about it. Obviously, there's a few boxes to tick still for for the teams to actually play in pro rugby or pro 16. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an exciting future and we're looking forward to it. Okay, great stuff. Edgar Redbone, the CEO of the Blue Bulls Company. Thank you very much for speaking to us here on SAFM and just for your insight. It was important for us just to profile you and get to know more about you. We did the same with Mr. Alfonso Meyer when he also joined the Bull. He was right here on this show.
Yeah, thanks so much, and thanks for the listeners. I appreciate your time. Thanks, Edgar. We wish you all the best in your role there as you try to bring back the glory days at the Bulls. And who else to do it than a Jack White there? And he's got the players that he wanted. So let's see then uh, what's going to happen on the field of play. But how's that? Just at the age of 34, CEO of the Blue Bulls company, Edgar Rathbone.